This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com
Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, October the 6th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, or any other promotion, we're here to bring you the best of what's happening backstage and what's happening inside the squared circle. We're a daily podcast that's absolutely free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. A report coming out from eWrestling News says that there are at least three wrestlers who are trying to get out of their contracts in AEW. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, at least three wrestlers are trying to get out of their deals with All Elite Wrestling. Now, this is according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. Now, in recent months, there have been reports that some talent within AEW are unhappy with the company and they want to leave. Now, on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said there are multiple stars that are trying to get out of their contracts. Now, he would go on to say this direct quote, There are a few people, not many, that are wanting to get out of their contracts, and one of them is definitely Andrade. Now, Andrade has teased leaving AEW, but he was sent home after being involved in an altercation backstage on Dynamite with Sammy Guevara. Now, Andrade was scheduled to face Preston Vance, also known as number 10, in a career versus mask match that was supposed to air on Friday night's Rampage, but due to the altercation backstage, that match has now been canceled. With more information, continue following eWrestling News and continue following AEW as we will have more information regarding the stipulations of what's happening within the contracts in AEW. Continuing to make news at this hour, Shinsuke Nakamura is recalling learning from Antonio Inoki. Now, the wrestling world recently lost Antonio Inoki, the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling and one of the greatest icons in the business. Now, WWE superstar Shinsuke Nakamura recently was interviewed by Tokyo Sports to discuss several topics in the world of pro wrestling. Now, he talked about what he learned from Antonio Inoki. He would go on to say, and I quote, when I didn't know what to do, I was able to make certain connections with people that led my life into the world of professional wrestling, and Antonio Noki is one person who led me. Now, on calling out Inoki in 2009 when he won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, he would go on to say, I caused a lot of trouble in various fields, but I didn't think it was bad as Mr. Inoki. I've always been a professional in wrestling for the last 20 years, and I'm very proud to have Antonio Inoki in my story. That is what I'll have to say about that. Now, on his beliefs of Inoki's influence on the world of strong style wrestling, this is what Nakamura said. I think it varies from person to person what they do as far as strong style. All of them is different. In Inoki's case, he inherited the anger from his sensei. I think it's something to drop in there as well so people know, but Mr. Inoki's influence was really big. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News and continue also following Shinsuke Nakamura on all forms of social media. Frankie Kazarian is making news at this hour. Frankie Kazarian admits that, you know what, being on the elite is a thing of the past for him and he no longer has any desire. Frankie Kazarian claimed that he is done with being on the YouTube show, Being the Elite. Kazarian now competes for Impact Wrestling and recently did an interview with Darren Paulwitz of Holocast. Now, during the interview, he noted that being the elite is kind of the thing of the past for him, at least at this point in time. Now, he did not, however, specify what he meant by moving on from BET, but it's because he's not on the show anymore, and the show is also on hiatus right now due to suspensions of the elite and CM Punk. 
If you'd like to find out more about this, continue following him on all forms of social media and more information on what is next for Frankie Kazarian will be forthcoming. Kevin Patrick reveals his reaction to being the new Raw commentary broadcast partner, and we have some new news on Bianca Belair. Now, as reported earlier, it's been a major shakeup in WWE's announcing team for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT for that matter. One of the changes is that Kevin Patrick will be joining the Raw commentary team after Jimmy Smith announced his departure from the company. Now, Patrick took to Twitter to react to the following news as it was hitting all the wrestling websites. He would say, my heart is racing. I'm truly honored and excited to be part of Raw season premiere this Monday from Brooklyn, New York. Let's get to work at Corey Graves. Now, for more information on all of this and the shakeups happening within WWE, continue following eWrestling News and we will bring you all of the latest. We have more information about why Sammy Guevara was not sent home following the altercation with Andrade El Idolo. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. As previously reported, Sammy Guevara and Andrade were involved in some type of incident that happened backstage before the October 5th edition of Dynamite. Now, while Andrade was sent home following the altercation, Guevara was not, and he still wrestled in the main event. Now, this has left many fans wondering if there was a double standard in the situation. Now, according to Wrestling Observer, Radio and Fightful Select, Guevara was not sent home because he did not throw a single punch. Although men were named and were also warned beforehand that they should stay away from each other and not come near one another while they're backstage. Meltzer and Brian Alvarez also suggested that a sucker punch from Andrade is what caused the chaos backstage. Another suggested Andrade was waiting for Sammy to show up and then he decided to throw two punches. However, Guevara didn't appear to be affected whatsoever during the event at all. For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and we will give you the latest on what's happening with Andrade and if there be any other additional suspensions due to this. Now, Booker T is making news at this hour. Booker T is commenting on the Andrade-Sammy situation and what his thoughts are. Now, as noted, Andrade and Sammy once again, as I reported, were in a backstage altercation, which saw Andrade get sent home while Sammy Guevara continued to compete on the episode of Dynamite. Wrestling legend Booker T discussed the issues between Andrade and Sammy on his latest Hall of Fame podcast. Now, on the back and forth, they also went back and forth on social media as well, and this is what Booker T had to say. I was reading Andrade had made a comment about Sammy Guevara and came back and said that you're just a jobber and you are a favor hire, according to Guevara. He said, be careful, and you know the rest. When I hear stuff like that, a favor hire, and then someone calling another person a jobber, when I hear talk about that, that's really stuff beyond pro wrestling. When I hear certain terms, you know, of course, The Rock didn't coin the phrase or anything that, but jabroni, that's a term towards a guy who still isn't all that great and is just being brought in. If you hear what I'm saying, he's not a jabroni. A jabroni is not a thing that you would say to a tough guy, and that's definitely what Andrade is. Now, but in the same context, you also don't call a guy a jobber or you don't call him a favor hire. You know what? You're actually the one who put the words out there. That isn't the case whatsoever. If you'd like to find out more about what Booker T has to say about everything happening backstage in AEW, even after the CM Punk Young Buck altercation, continue following him and continue following eWrestling News. 
Triple H pays tribute to Bruno San Martino. We also have some news on Extreme Rules, which will be happening this coming weekend. WWE posts the following video showing a new clip from this week's episode of This Is Awesome. Now, this episode will premiere on Peacock, and it will be on Friday, October the 7th, which will be leading up to the big event at Extreme Rules. You can check out the latest edition of the Up Up Down Down YouTube channel, and it features Xavier Woods and Tyler Blaze playing WWE 2K22 Battle of the Brands. In addition to that, you can check out the latest edition of WWE's Top 10. The episode looks at the 10 extreme rule moments that happened from 2021. And WWE Chief Executive Officer Triple H took to Twitter today to pay tribute to the late WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino. This would have been Bruno's 87th birthday. This is what Triple H had to say. Bruno set the standard for what it means to be a WWE superstar, one of the toughest competitors to ever step inside the ring, a legendary champion, and a true friend. We remember Bruno today on what would have been his 87th birthday. With more information, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information on all of these will be forthcoming. Bobby Fish is making news at this hour. The former NXT and AEW star is about to make his pro boxing debut. That'll be happening in November. Earlier this week, Global Titans Fight Series was teasing the signing of a former champion in Ring of Honor and WWE. Now on Thursday, the company took to Twitter to announce that Bobby Fish will be making his pro boxing debut on Sunday, November the 13th at the Coca-Cola Arena in Dubai. Now, Bobby Fish will face the champion in that event. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News. Continue following Bobby Fish on all forms of social media as more information will be released about this big upcoming fight. Jake Roberts is making news at this hour. Jake Roberts is telling a very funny story about a strip club incident that he happened with The Undertaker. Ryan Clark's writing in, During the latest edition of the DDP Snake Pit podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts commented on an incident that took place at a strip club during his time in WWE. Roberts noted that he was in the strip club with WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker when a stripper kept running her mouth. Now, on going to the strip clubs with The Undertaker during that time in their careers, Undertaker and I finished up a show in Houston, and we were really tired. We just wanted to go somewhere so we could listen to some music and drink a couple of beers. So as soon as we came into the strip club, the best-looking girl in the places started ragging on both of us. Oh, looky here. It's the phony wrestlers. You guys aren't shit. Y'all ain't nothing. You're not real fighters. You're wrestlers. You do that stupid act. Wrestling fans are so stupid, and they kept going on. We just sat there, right by the stage, and we kept doing our thing, but the girls, they stopped dancing. Then after that, somebody told her that he was Jake the Snake, and oh my god, he was the absolute worst. And all that phony snake stuff he did, I know that those snakes weren't even real. You know what? I wouldn't even get on stage for them at all. You know what? I wouldn't even try to dance for them. Nothing like that. And then when they found out that the other guy was The Undertaker, they said, you know what, let's get that guy. 
There's so much more to this story, but if you want to read the entire scenario of what happened at the end, continue following E-Wrestling News. Because Ryan Clark has a very interesting ending to this story of The Undertaker and... Jake the Snake Roberts at a strip club. Freddie Prince Jr. is making news at this hour. Freddie Prince Jr. is a former actor and former WWE creative writer. Now he has aspirations of opening up his own wrestling promotion. Ryan Clark's writing in today. Freddie Prince Jr. says that the world strap should be set off for Vince McMahon. But what does he mean by that? Now, during the latest edition of his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, actor and former WWE writer Freddie Prince Jr. commented on the word belt being taboo when it came to Vince McMahon. Now, as many people know, during his time in WWE, Vince McMahon was not very high on certain words. There is a banned list that was backstage where people were not supposed to say those words during interviews or promos. Now, this is what Freddie Prince had to say. You weren't allowed to say the word belt when Vince was running things. You had to say title or championship. I think those were the only two things that I believe that you couldn't say. Then he would go on to say, if you say strap, oh, Vince would just go off on you. Oh my God, he would say strap? Jesus, not in this promo. He would go on and go off and off and off for the rest of the promo until it was done. He would never let you hear the end of it. French says that the word strap would set Vince McMahon off in ways you never could have imagined. If you'd like to find out more about what Freddie Prince Jr. had to say about the banned words in WWE when he was a part of the creative writing team, continue following E-Wrestling News and more will be coming. Daniel Cormier is coming in at this hour. Ryan Clark's writing in, Daniel Cormier, former UFC fighter and current commentator, comments on his future plans with WWE after the big fight pit match is happening at Extreme Rules. Now, during a recent interview with ESPN, Daniel Cormier commented on how his deal with WWE all got put together and if he'll have more appearances down the road following Extreme Rules pay-per-view that's coming up this upcoming Saturday. Now, on how the deal got put together, this is what Cormier had to say. So it really was from people that was in charge. Seth Rollins also texted me. He goes, hey, Riddle and I are fighting inside a fight pit, and we're going to be in the market for a special guest referee. Would you have any interest? So I said, yeah, I'd be interested in doing it, and I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that you guys would be a pleasure to be working with, and I think it would be also intense. I think I could add to the story because I think I understand what you guys are trying to tell in the story. They're both professionals. They know they can make magic once they get in there. So hopefully I can add to it, maybe even just a little bit to what they're doing. Like I said, I'm interested in putting in time. And you know what? I also reach out to my agent because you never know what may happen and if something more will be worked out. For more information on Cormier, continue following E-Wrestling News. And more information on if anything else is going to be happening with him after Extreme Rules comes to an end. AEW Dynamite ratings are in right now. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. AEW Dynamite on TBS drew 1,038,000. Now that's up from their previous week's show, which was 990,000. Now the show drew a .33 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Once again, that is right around what they did last week, which is a .34. Now Dynamite ranked number two in the top 150 cable shows over the night, and that's according to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. Now the episode featured Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, TNT champion, Wardlow taking on Brian Cage, MJF took on Wheeler Yuta, Hangman Adam Page versus Roosh and Tony Storm, Athena, Willow Nightingale, Jamie Hader, Serena D. Penelope Ford, also in a women's match, and then finally Darby.
Darby Allen took on Jay Lethal. For more information on all of the ratings that were happening on Dynamite, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Jimmy Smith is making news at this hour. The former, now former, WWE commentator talks about leaving the company and what happened. Now, Jimmy Smith was with WWE, but unfortunately his time has come to an end. The now former Raw commentator has confirmed this on his social media. Today, Variety confirmed that several changes have been made to the commentary teams, with Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves now being set to be the Raw announced team. Now, on Twitter, Smith confirmed his departure and he thanked WWE and their fans. He would go on to say the following. I just wanted to say how the story is officially out now, but you know what? I wanted to get ahead of it. My time with WWE is officially done. I had a lot of fun and I met some great people. Really, truly were blown away by the acceptance from the WWE fans. You folks made it work every single week with your enthusiasm and it was amazing. You can follow Jimmy Smith on social media as well if you'd like to find out more about what he has to say about his departure from the world of WWE. AEW's Tony Khan is making news at this hour. The very outspoken owner of All Elite Wrestling spoke to WWE co-CEO Nick Khan after Tony cut that famous promo on WWE. Tony Khan has opened up about a conversation he had with WWE co-CEO Nick Khan following a memorable promo on AEW that was on May 28th of 2021 in which Tony Khan took shots at WWE's reporting talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now Khan stated there is only one room for a con in the wrestling business and that's him and not some con man from Connecticut. Now, a follow-up was they spoke with Ariel Helwani, and Tony Khan was able to confirm what exactly happened and what was he meaning by that promo. He would go on to say, and I'll follow. Now, think about it. Let's get some context to this. When I did that promo, and why did I say that? Now, if I may, I'd like to tell you. I read online every wrestling site out there was reporting that New Japan was going to start working with WWE. I already had active plans in place with New Japan. I literally just reunited Rapungi Vice on Dark Elevation, and I had plans for Yuji Nagata to come in and challenge for the IWGP US Championship with Jon Moxley, one of my biggest stars in the United States so far. So there were some interactions, and things were going to be going well. We're starting on thin ice, but that things are being thawed. And then I heard this other comment that WWE was going to be working with them. I said, wow, this is getting a lot of press with us right now, but I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder what else is going on and why maybe someone else is trying to take our thunder. He said they did talk and they squashed any type of beef whatsoever and there wasn't any any bad feelings towards either one of them and now it's all water under the bridge. With more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Jade Cargill is making news at this hour. The AEW TBS Women's Champion is doing a little talking. Andrew Ravens is writing in, Jade Cargill holds currently a record of 38-0 in AEW and has been pushed as one of the most dominant stars. Now she is the first and only TBS Champion as of right now. Cargill recently spoke with J.D. Kid to discuss a wide range of topics, including why she wants to wait to challenge for the AEW Women's Championship. This is what she had to say. I think it would be a total disrespect if I just went out and won both belts. Now I would have both of them. So, I don't think that's fair to give all these women this time out there if they have nothing to fight for. The best I could do is decide to wait to go for another belt. 
honestly, it's on my timetable. Let's just give them grace and give them time to get all of their stuff together and they can get their shiny little belt ready for when I take over and then it's done. Everything is on my time. I'm just relaxed. I'm chilling. I'm enjoying this belt right now and I'm building it up and making it more special than the main belt right now. And that is my goal. For more information on Jade Cargill and what she has to say about the women's division inside AEW, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Jeff Hardy is making news at this hour. Jeff Hardy is not expected to make a return to AEW anytime soon. Now, Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Jeff Hardy has been charged with driving while license has been canceled or suspended or revoked. Now, that violation of restrictions was placed on his driver's license, and the DUI, drugs, and alcohol charges were his third offense within 10 years. AEW President Tony Khan stated that Hardy was in rehab shortly after his arrest, and he has currently been suspended indefinitely from AEW. Now, PWInsider.com reported that Hardy has a pretrial hearing for his DUI, drug-related charges that'll be happening in florida on friday october the 19th hardy's attorney previously waived his rights to a speedy trial and requested a hearing that set for july but then it officially got pushed back now per the report hardy is still officially with aew but is not expected to return to the company anytime soon from his suspension. Now, Tony Khan says that he cannot return until his legal matters are cleaned up and he can maintain his sobriety. For more information, continue following Andrew Ravens and continue following eWrestling News as more information will be forthcoming about Jeff Hardy and what is next in his legal battles before he can return to the squared circle. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. We're a comprehensive daily podcast that's free, absolutely free, of no charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right back to the headlines. Ethan Page is making news at this hour. Ethan Page is responding to fans focusing on all the drama that's happening backstage in AEW. Now, the backstage happening in AEW have been a trending topic of discussion for many, many months now. The internet seems to always be interested in all the dirt. It started with Cody Rhodes leaving AEW and returning to WWE. Then that was followed by MGF issues with Tony Khan, which led to him being gone for the entire summer. Then CM Punk's backstage brawls with the Elite. And now, it's this week with Andrade and Sammy Guevara having their altercation before AEW Dynamite. Now, it's hard to be the ears when it comes to AEW and hearing all of this stuff dropping every week. However, one member of AEW's team on the firm, Ethan Page, had this to say on Sunday night's main event, which he says people should only be focusing on the business stuff right now, not what's happening backstage. In a quote, he would go on to say, you're looking at a roster filled with people that spent years starving and trying to make it, and now we're all together. And there's this big pocket of the locker room that has a certain bond and a camaraderie that will never go away. But as far as the whole company is concerned, I really don't know, Page would go on to say. The only thing that I know is certain things happen in the rooms, especially when it comes to the male talent. Anyone who has a name on their door, I don't go inside of it. I don't know what happens in there. I don't want to know what goes in there. I know that I'm respecting those types of people on the roster. But you know what? I really don't care. If you don't like that, well, 
that's your thing. Now, furthermore, Paige wants fans to stop surfing the web for reports about behind-the-scenes drama. Instead, focus on what is happening inside the ring and what's happening on TV. He would also go on to say, you know, who cares? Literally, who cares? Who's keeping score of all of these things? He says, you guys really need to know what the relationships are like with people behind the scenes. And you know what? Just watch the damn show. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Robert Grunier have more information. Phil Hall's writing this hour about the health update with Dalton Castle. Now, while Dalton Castle's at the top of his game right now, today he's part of the Ring of Honor's six-man tag team champions. Now, it wasn't too long ago when it appeared that his wrestling career could be over due to an injury. Now, in an interview with the Undisputed Podcast, the former Ring of Honor world champion recalled breaking his back in 2016 during a freestyle wrestling training session in New York. He would go on to say the following, I was down there training one day with this guy, and we just had a couple of hard goes at one another. He recalled, in one of the last rounds, there was a stalemate. Something just happened to my back, and then he cranked my neck. It was just unfortunate, and it was a mistake, and I got hurt, and you know what? I don't think things were good. I thought maybe I'm going to have to stop. Then I said, yes, let's stop wrestling. Castle went on to describe how he felt later on that evening. He would go on to say, After I got home, I woke up in the worst pain of my life. I was in my bed, and I couldn't even sit up. Trying to stand even hurt. Trying to even be in a seated position hurt. It was the worst pain I had ever felt. Now, at that time, Castle didn't realize the severity of his injury. He would also go on to say, I remember watching the entire Summer Olympics 2016, lying on my room floor, just thinking I had a sore muscle. And you know what? Maybe I just pulled something. Now, we fast forward today, and the champion wrestler is far removed from the injury. Now, he also is a champion these days. But you know what? It wasn't easy getting there. I've got limitations now, but you know what? I'm 100% better than I was three years ago. I tie my own shoes, and now it doesn't even hurt. You guys should see me putting pants on one leg at a time. It doesn't even hurt doing that or even standing up. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and follow Dalton Castle as more information on his former injury continues to happen. Jim Ross is making news at this hour. Jim Ross explains why he is no longer on AEW Dynamite and why his role has moved to AEW Rampage. In AEW's ongoing quest to grow more fan interest in the company, a secondary show, Rampage. Now, Jim Ross was officially transitioned onto that show, removing him from Wednesday night's broadcasting team. The move was seen as a way to get more eyes on Rampage and having more of the influential names in wrestling call the matches, something Jim Ross has been doing for over over 50 years. Now, when speaking on the transition to the show on Friday, Ross mentioned during the latest episode of his Grilling JR podcast how everyone has a role in the wrestling business, and right now, his role is to help build Rampage. He would go on to say, and I quote, We want Rampage to grow, and I want to be one of the guys to help Rampage grow, Ross said. I enjoy doing that show. I don't have a problem with it at all. We've got a lot of live Rampages coming up on TNT, and I'm excited about that. I've done a lot of one-hour shows, probably more than anybody else working in the business right now. I've done lots of them, and it's just my role right now. And you know what? I'm really happy with it. Now, this week's Rampage was already dealt with several interesting changes with the news that the previous match involving Andrade was pulled due to his altercation with Sammy Guevara. Andrade's expected opponent, 
Preston Vance, number 10 in the Dark Order. However, they will be now competing for the Trios Championship against Death Triangle. For more information on Jim Ross and everything happening on Rampage, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Former WWE Tough Enough winner Sarah Lee, unfortunately, has passed away. Ross Berman is writing at this hour, sad news out of the wrestling world. It happened to be reported that WWE Tough Enough Season 6 winner Sarah Lee has passed away. According to Facebook posts by Lee's family, Sarah died on October 5th at the age of 30. She's married to former WWE superstar Weston Blake, formerly known as Wesley Blake. Now, Leah arrives and she leaves behind three children, a daughter, Piper 5, a son, Brady 3, and another son born last summer. No cause of death has been reported at this time, and the family has requested privacy for their mourning. Fans voted for Lee as the Tough Enough Season 6 winner back in 2015, standing alongside men's winner Josh Reddy. Now, Lee bested her future WWE superstars such as Velveteen Dream, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville to win that season, as well as independent stars Chelsea Green and Raquel. Lee wrestled in NXT live events throughout Florida during her brief time with the company back in 2016. During her in-ring career, she picked up a few tag team title victories. Her lone singles win in WWE was against current SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan. Lee had not wrestled since 2016 when she was released from her WWE contract. She had resumed training at the Team Vision Dojo in 2017, but decided that she wasn't ready to go back to the ring. Now, tributes have been pouring in from wrestlers in many different promotions. WWE's Braun Strowman, who founded the Control Your Narrative promotion with EC3 and Lee's husband, Weston Blake, took to Twitter to share the message about holding the ones you love tighter and writing to them. After hearing the news of a very close friend's wife passed away, it hit him very hard. Now, a GoFundMe has been set up for former WWE star Bull James, and you can go ahead and continue to donate money to that. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Phil Hall's writing in about Liv Morgan. Now, Liv Morgan gives health updates following the stents and splash to the outside on WWE SmackDown. Now, one of the most dramatic moments on September 23rd's episode of WWE SmackDown involved Liv Morgan placing a battered Lacey Evans on a ringside table before climbing to the top rope and then crashing into her. In an interview on Out of Character with Ryan Satin, Morgan acknowledged that most of her post-match inquiry she received was, how did you hurt yourself and why are you holding your lower back right now? Now, Morgan would go back and say, I feel great. And honestly, everyone keeps asking me that, but I just landed the best way that I possibly could. Now, did I initially have some pain after that? Yes, I did. But I didn't leave the arena feeling sore. I had an initial drawing, but I woke up and I did the live events the next day and I felt okay. So I'm like, yep, I can now know that I can do those. Morgan also execu executed certain moves in her remarkable matches all throughout her career, but realizes sometimes she's got to pick her spots. I've never, never done those types of things in my entire career, she said, but now I can say that I've done them. Morgan also commented on WWE camera crew captivating the audience with the way they caught her as she crashed to the ground. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information is going to be forthcoming on what's next for her. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour, CM Punk acquired about whether Ring of Honor was for sale before Tony Khan purchased it.
Now, long before he was having backstage issues with the Elite, and perhaps before AEW was even in existence, CM Punk had some interest in buying Ring of Honor. At least that's what's according to Kerry Silken. In an interview with Wrestling Inc. senior editor Nick Hausman, the former Ring of Honor owner discussed how Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk, approached him about buying it. Now, Silken would go on to say the following, Yeah, there definitely was some interest from Phil. It was very minor interest, so minor, it wasn't even a text message, wasn't even anything more than that. He was just wanting to know if anyone was going to buy Ring of Honor. Now, it was just one line saying, how would you approach this? I don't care if you're going to buy a wrestling company or you're buying an umbrella from the lady down the street. Maybe you should just pick up the phone and call. Anyway, his interest was there, but it was very brief. Later, Sunken revealed that Punk was a bit more covert with his interest and never explicitly asked if he could buy Ring of Honor for himself. Sunken would go on to say the following. Well, he didn't just say exactly what his intentions were. He just asked. Sunken said, no, 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 no. He just wanted to know what I was thinking if I was ever going to sell the product, right? Sunken also was quick to respond to the point that regarding the Ring of Honor sale took place and it was quite a while ago and ultimately it was now over. If you'd like to find out more about what Kerry Silken had to say about CM Punk initially being slightly moderately curious in purchasing Ring of Honor, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. WWE is making news at this hour. WWE announces when it's officially going to reveal its third quarter 2022 financials. Eric Mutter's writing in, Do you like quarterly financial conference calls that are held early in the morning? Well, then you're lucky when it comes to WWE. The promotion held their second quarter annual conference call back in August to start the day off, and it appears they're going to be doing the same again with their next conference call. Now, an official press release on the promotion's corporate website, WWE announced that they will be holding their third quarter conference call next month, which will be Thursday, November 3rd. The call will begin at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a little bit before the stock market opens up for that day. Now, as usual, the call will be available via webcast. While not officially stated in the press release, it can be assumed once again it will be hosted by WWE's co-CEOs Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. WWE's Chief Content Officer Triple H, as well as WWE President and Chief Financial Officer Frank Riddick, also have appeared on the second quarter conference calls, and they are in once likely to appear again. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and you'll get more information on the quarterly announcements. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in, AEW received a nice little boost in total viewership for the third year anniversary show for AEW Dynamite. Now, wrestling fans know for the last three years, AEW has been a staple on TV. Originally from TNT, now it's on TBS. The young company has been doing everything it can to continue to garner ratings and continue to grow their audience. Now, AEW Dynamite is back on track with total viewerships after falling below the 1 million mark last week, only at 990,000. WrestleNomics shared the viewership information on Wednesday for the three-year anniversary of the episode of Dynamite. It was watched on an average by 1,038,000 viewers, and that's up 5% from the prior week. However, while the total viewership was up, the key demographic number was actually just about the same as it was last week. It drew a .33, when last week it was a .34. Now, this week's episode was watched by 430 people between the ages 
of 19 to 49, which is 13,000 less than the week before. Now, the total was a 0.33 for the 18 to 49-year-old age groups. This happens to be the lowest key demographic since August the 17th. Now, Dynamite did happen to rank number two in cable in all of 150 shows. It was only behind The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which aired on Bravo. Looking at broadcast time, Dynamite came in 13th grand picture. Survivor on CBS pulled the top spot. Now, if we go back just a year, Dynamite was down in both categories. The October 6, 2021 episode of Dynamite was watched by 1,053,000 fans, only 1% difference from Wednesday night. The key demographic was down 11% from last year's episode in the 18 to 49, which drew a 0.37. If you'd like to find out more about all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information about the demographics and the viewership information will be forthcoming. We do have some more information on Bandito. Now, it appears that there's some conflicting reports on his status within All Elite Wrestling. Reports emerged early that former Ring of Honor World Champion Bandito had reached an agreement with AEW only a week after having his first successful appearance on the show. Now, however, that doesn't seem to be the case. Now, he has not dotted any I's and crossed any T's yet. Despite Bandito's signing being confirmed yesterday by Fightful and Wrestling Observer Online, now they've later retracted their report, with the source now telling Meltzer that Bandito has yet to sign his name on the dotted line and be officially a part of the company. Now, Bandito himself claimed that he hasn't signed anything with AEW during a recent interview with Lucha Libre outlet Mass Lucha, while also revealing he's had some offers from WWE as well. Despite that, Bandino hinted that his signing may all but be a formality, stating that he's leaning more towards AEW, while also revealing that Jericho and AEW owner Tony Khan openly championed for him to sign with the promotion following the match he had with Jericho. Tony Khan told me that he didn't want me just on the roster, but he needed me on the roster, Bandito said. For more information on what's going to be happening with Bandito and whether or not he will officially sign his name to a contract with AEW, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Thursday, October the 6th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, Impact Wrestling, AEW, or anywhere else. We are a comprehensive outlook on all the interviews, the backstage news, and everything happening in the world of wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.